Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pow Wow. I'm Justine Turley here with Eugene Robinson. Eugene, how's it going? It's going well. It was it was a great game. We saw some explosive stuff, some explosive plays, some explosive players, and it was outstanding for the Panthers. It's a foggy day here, but obviously a happy one. You said last week that we had to win in November, and first week in November, we did. I know we do, and we need to continue that because when you win in November, it allows you to make that playoff run and that playoff push, and December becomes really important. The Carolina Panthers are rounding into shape right now. I thought that Philadelphia game fourth quarter was the start of something and I think I'm correct. I think it is the start of something beautiful and there's more to be had by the Panthers. So the Bucks came here Sunday to Bank of America Stadium. It was the salute to service game so we got to honor a lot of veterans and their families and each player had a number for or the initials, initials of a family for fallen soldiers. And yes. That was really nice to see. They did a halftime show for them. And each of the players also learned about their veteran that they were representing. Yeah, I, I think it's really moving. And then d- during that halftime, they, when they lined up the families of of those who had fallen soldiers, I saw three players in particular that went over there to shake hands and, and give a hug. Julius Peppers, Mario Addison, and I saw Eric Reed uh, hugging um, just one of the loved ones who uh, lost a, a veteran. And I thought that was a touching moment because that – at that moment, it wasn't about football. It wasn't about anything else. It was about those people who heroically have given their lives for the sacrifice of our country. And it was a really solemn and a really, really nice moment. I always love when you can bring something else into the game. It's not just about us, but it helps people along the way. There were soldiers talking about what the game means to them. So it's obviously just really nice to see. Panthers came up also with a big win, 42-28 to over our divisional rivals. Not, wow. not a bad game. Felt pretty good to, to win at home again. Yeah, it did. And here's the thing, too. Whenever it's a divisional game, Justin, it's, they count for a game and a half to two games. You really have to win on your turf. And if and when you win a divisional game, when it comes down to tiebreakers, the first tiebreakers they look at is right in your division. And that is huge. And don't forget, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Saints the very first game. And then they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm so, so conference, you have to go ahead and win these games. And that's why it was so important for the Carolina Panthers to get off to a fast start, and they did. And to finish, and they did. And to win a divisional game, and they did. Great job. It was different than the last few weeks. We had kind of dug ourselves in a hole with slower starts like we had talked about, but this week was a quicker start. We weren't sure if it was going to be Fitz Magic, Fitz Tragic. It was somewhere in between <laughs> Fitz Average. <laughs> Fitz Average. Kind of rhymes. <laughs> it was. It was um, because I think the very first play of the game set the tone. Uh, they came out with a receiver, Mike Evans, to the left-hand side. Brad James Bradbury was covering him one-on-one. We were in one-on-one coverage, cover, uh, cover one man. He ran a go route. Now, the, the average throw has been around 45 to 48 yards at how far that uh, Fitz Magic, Fitzpatrick can throw the ball. He threw that ball on the sideline. Evans had a chance to make a really huge play in territory for the Carolina Panthers. That ball was knocked away at the last moment by James Bradbury. It set the tone for the entire day. And then James Bradbury went on to have a spectacular, spectacular game. And so that set the tone. And then if I'm on the sideline, I'm jacked up and jazzed up because they've done that against other teams where they've taken advantage on the very first play of the game of getting in territory.
I actually wanted to mention James Bradbury. I would have said that he would be the defensive breakout player of this game. Do you agree with that, or you have someone else? I mean, our defense did really well this I think entire that, game. I think there's two guys who were defensive stars in this, this game. And I think one was James Bradbury, no doubt, and the other one was Mario Addison. Mario Addison stayed true to the defensive end. His calling, keeping the BCR bootleg container reverse, and even though he got three sacks, he wasn't the first person to be at the point of attack on the ball. He was that second person doing his job to get the ball. And that those sacks loom large. They really loom large. We've had some key interceptions in the last few games. Eric Reed, Dante Jackson. I think it's safe to say Thieves Avenue is back. We had 10 total interceptions last year, and we have 11 total interceptions already this year. I feel like Thieves Avenue is, it is. coming back, and it's helping us. Like that Eric Reed interception turned into a touchdown by the three-yard run by Christian yes. McCaffrey. Great timing. Obviously, when you win, a, win the turnover battle, you have a way higher chance of winning the game. You're absolutely right, because um, the two interceptions, Dante uh, Jackson on, on Deshaun Jackson, and the overthrow by Fitzpatrick, because Thomas Davis, in, in the way of that little dig route, had to throw it over the top. Eric Reese sitting there right in position for the interception and takes it back to like the four or five-yard line. Outstanding work. And I think this is what you're going to see of this cohesive defense collectively doing their job. When somebody gets an interception, it's not just because that person was in great position. It's because you had a rush. It's because you had pressure in the face. It had all those factors play into interceptions. And the recipients, Dante Jackson and also Eric Reed, were recipients and beneficiaries because of good work that was in front of them by the linebacker and also by the defensive front. Yeah, you saw some Don Terry Poe put up a good block. Oh, Kevin, my goodness. Kevin Donnelly was like, we can use you on the O-line. Just – Switch it over when, when you want. <laughs> and then, like you said, Mar Mario Addison, three sacks on the game. I love hearing the uh, Mario. Super Mario. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed how, like, how long it took me to realize why they were playing it. I was like, oh, I get Luke. Luke is Star Wars. Yes. Luke. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's earlier than this year, but I definitely Mario Addison took a is one of the biggest stars on this team that not, most people don't know. Last year he had 10.5, maybe 11.5 sacks. The year before that he had double-digit sacks. This year he, he's at 7.5 sacks right now. He will have double-digit sacks. We're at the halfway point. And if there's any indication of what we've seen here, he's, he's poised at about 15, 16 sacks. Yep, and then that would help him pass Kevin Green and Greg Hardy on the 15 sacks for this Panthers oh, it's gonna franchise. Happen. It's going to happen. I, I tell you what, this young man – has been really one of the blue-collar workers. I mean, we know about Juice Peppers and his prowess and how good he is, but there's a guy who's been working behind the scenes who's really not that big at the defensive end spot, but he's solid, powerful, tenacious, has a motor that doesn't quit, knows, knows how to play the five, the nine technique, uses his hands well, uses his feet, and is awesome, and he's only getting better. I think he's about to be like maybe – 31 years old, he's getting better. I mean, he's one of those guys on a team that he's a must-have on this team. Now let's flip to the offensive side yes. of the ball. Who would you name as our offensive breakout player of this Oh, game? my goodness. Chris McCaffrey was all over the place. It, if you don't know by now how good he is, and I've heard people tell him he can't run in between the tackles, he's not big enough, I don't know what game you're watching, and I don't know what planet you're from or where you're watching it from because – 
every t- indication I get from Christian McCaffrey is that we've run counter power, we've run traps, we've run outside, we've run screens, we've run dives, we've run every stretch play, we've run every play known to man using his ability, and every play goes from zero, two, four, six, eight hole, one, three, five, seven, and he is not disappointed. He's a threat on the ground, he's a threat receiving, he's just a threat everywhere. He already has 502 yards on the ground, which is more than his total last season, which was only 435. He's been compared to the Panther greats, D'Angelo Williams, Jay Stu. How, how, what do you see from him that thinks he'll just continue that path? Well, he's a little bit more because uh, Jay Stu and and D'Angelo weren't that the the office of threat out the backfield as he is. I mean, he's another receiver out the backfield. So that's the difference between them. Those guys are pure runners. He's a pure runner also. But also, if you want to line him up in, in the slot and be a receiver, he can be a receiver for you. So – a la Wes Welker. That's what he brings to the table. And that's why he's poised to maybe surpass some of these guys because he has he he can do it. He's a lot like how the Saints use Elvin Kamara. There's so much alike. Explosive, powerful, in between the tackles. Oh, use him on third down. Watch out for the screen. Watch out for any little trick play. Watch out for the shovel pass. You got Texas right out the backfield. Who's You got a seam route. Watch out for this dude right here. He's that good. That's what we're talking about. Elvin Kamara, a Darren Sproles, a Reggie Bush. Here it is, a Christian McCaffrey. And they say white boys can't jump. You saw that hurdle. You saw that. We oh all saw goodness. it. And here it is. Let me just say this, too. They need. I, I think people need to ease up because I don't get people They think – what film are you watching? This young man is one of the best running backs. And this adage that white men can't jump, you need to throw that out the way. I'm telling you, this dude is a beast. I mean, I don't know why people are even uh, placing color on it. I mean, he is absolutely outstanding. Don't forget, he's come from great stock and pedigree. His dad, I played against Easy Ed. His dad, Ed McCaffrey, was a beast. His dad, Ed McCaffrey's like 6'4". He's a huge, he's a beast. This dude's 5'10", and getting it done, and getting it done in a great fashion and setting the National Football League on fire. He and North Turner are definitely revitalizing this Panthers offense from the past couple years. They, beast! That offense had a great, they had five straight touchdowns in this game. Again, with that quick start, they maintained the momentum that they had. The third quarter lagged a little bit. But is that expected when you're going up and up and up? You kind of have to lag a bit. No, I think what it it just tells you is that is how good Tampa Bay is. Tampa Bay started to get on a roll. I mean, this Patrick looked like Thick's magic because he started to get on a roll. It did get close. It got close. I mean, they got within almost seven points of it of the win of trying to come back, and then we kind of. Uh, Extinguished that fire a little bit, got back into a little no huddle offense, got a little bit of rhythm, and then we end up going down to score, and then getting that interception by Dante uh, Jackson off that little uh, double move by Deshaun Jackson. Yes, it almost does it a disservice when you don't think that the other team is good enough to come back. Any day in this league, somebody can beat you. Yeah, we were at 14:35 at the half, and then we see yeah, a bit of the Fitz magic came back, but it, yeah, it did absolutely, and. Uh, I, my my credit. As a matter of fact, I, when I was leaving out of the stadium, I happened to see Fitzpatrick, and I walked up to him. I said, "I know you don't know me. Let me just tell you, you a beast. You got you a baller. You are a baller. There ain't nothing. To, everything says baller." He looked at me. He said, "He had no idea who I am. I don't know me from man or I'm just another dude coming up to him." 
And he said, oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'm like, no, nah, dude, you, you balled out, man. That's the truth. Let the truth be known. I shame the devil. This dude's a beast. They definitely, the Panthers wanted to keep it interesting. Don't let the fans leave too early. But <laughs> yeah. Curtis Samuel no. sealed the deal, which was nice. And a beautiful, uh, a beautiful bang eight play right in the middle of the field. Cam Newton threw a beautiful play. Uh, the corner was beat. And, and Samuels, I'm so happy for him because don't forget he struggled last year because he was hurt for the most part. And his passer rating is already higher than it was in 2015 when he won the MVP. So as long as Cam's going up, I think this Panthers team is going to continue to show some some really impressive plays in and, the games that's coming up. And season. don't forget in the fourth quarter, his passer rating uh, in 2015 was somewhere in the area of 114 in the fourth quarter. He's right now at 100.3 and 100 or 100.5. Right now, and we're talking about total. Don't forget his completion percentage back in 2015. I want to say it was maybe 65 percent. He's at 67 percent right now, almost pushing 68 percent. This dude is playing outstanding ball, and this marriage between him, he and North Turner, outstanding. We've talked a lot about the Panthers, but we still have more coming up on the powwow right after this break. All right, we're back on the powwow. Justine Turley here with Eugene Robinson. This one against the Bucks improved the Panthers to 6-2, and two, but Coach Ron Rivera doesn't like to dwell on a loss, but he also understands you can't revel too long on a win, especially with such a short week coming up. We're going to Thursday night football. Let's listen to Coach on his Monday presser. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we do know, you know, it's coming. Uh, but the biggest thing, obviously, is, is to try and get off on a, on a good start on, on this road trips that are coming up. Uh, you know, we've got a very formidable opponent. It's a Thursday night game. It's in Pittsburgh. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we, we are playing well right now. We've, we've built on a lot of things that we've done. Uh, I do like the direction we are headed as a football team. So with such a short week and a quick turnaround going into Thursday night football, national spotlight, what is going to be Rivera's and the rest of the coaching staff's focus these next few days? Well, what they've done is they, they come in on a Monday and they get they put in a, a mock game plan because they've been watching film, a mock game plan of what they've seen and what they're going to do. They're going to have a walkthrough. They're going to have a couple of walkthroughs to go ahead and do this. And typically Monday is going to be like a, a light day off, but it's going to be much more of an instructional day. The next day, Tuesday, acts like a Wednesday day, which is a heavy installation when you're putting all the stuff. And then Wednesday is a Thursday practice where you do specific things, third down defense. You maybe do some goal line. You're going to do some, some specialty stuff like that. You get all that stuff done, and then you're gone. So then Thursday, you're going you're gonna to get to Thursday, you're going to play the game. But most of the installation is going to be already in. And don't forget, these guys are professionals. They're already useless. And don't forget, the Pittsburgh Steelers are dealing with the exact same thing. It's going to be who can get prepared quickly and who can know what somebody does. And then it's going to come down to, I got to beat that cat right there, and you got to beat that cat right there. It's going to come down to that. This game is always about mano to mano when – Two teams are evenly matched. Both these teams are a mirror image of each other. If you look at their stats defensively, it mirrors the Carolina Panthers' stats. Look at their stats offensively and their quarterback. It mirrors what we do offensively for the Carolina Panthers. This team is almost – we'll see this other team. The only difference is 3-4 defense opposed to 4-3 defense that we run here at Carolina. But the ball comes out very quickly. And Big Ben has a great command of the offense. So does Cam Newton. It comes down to this. I got to beat you. I got to beat the guy who, if I'm covering Antonio Brown, I got to win this down. I got to go ahead and, and rush off the edge and sack Big, big Ben. It's going to come down to somebody making plays because these teams are evenly matched. Yeah, I feel like 
fans don't understand how mentally taxing this game can be. And when it gets down to such a shore where you just got to mentally prepare yourself and just be like, this is it. This is my job. I'm going in. Oh, it's, this is your job. And don't forget, this is all you do. It's not like you got something else that you do. This is all you do. You study football and you play football, but here's the good thing about this, Justine. You're already in a groove. So everything else that you're doing is just tweaking something. It's like saying, oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers like to do this play right. They like to go ahead and do like a fake jet sweep Antonio Brown and keep James Carter coming back away from that jet sweep and maybe pull someone. Well, guess what? All right, Luke Keekley, when you see that jet sweep, alert the pull, baby, because they're coming backside off the jet sweep. Mario Addison, I need you to take that jet sweep, take care of that jet sweep on that front side or the safety coming down on that side. But we're going to make sure that who's the guy who you got to worry is, is James Conner coming on the back side with the deception of a jet sweep. Those type of things, those nuances, they're going to know. You're not going to fool me. And now it comes down to can I stop the play? Can I get there and execute and make the tackle and not get stiff brown to the ground and, and, and miss a tackle? And like, we, like you've said before, winning is contagious. It's flu season, but right now Panthers winning is contagious. Absolutely. And QB1 has been great on the field. He has not disappointed us, and his outfits haven't either. Let's hear what Cam had to say in his coral suit after Sunday's game. You know, when it's clicking, it's clicking. And, uh, you know, it was a tale of the different quarters. Um, first quarter came out, you know, uh, first early three and out. Then we started getting traction. Then... Um, you know, we finished strong as far as the first half concerned, but we got to be better in the third quarter, you know, knowing knowing that we just got to have better habits moving forward. And we know that coach mentioned it. I've mentioned it and everybody really notices it. And, um, you know, but as far as the talent level on this team, it's, it's extremely scary. And we possess a lot of different good matchups uh, in our favor. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Cam's outfits and his hats. I like that like he it. chose his hats as like a shtick. Like that's his that's thing. His thing. Like some people have the beard, he's got the hat. So he's kind. Of, he kind of echoes what Coach said. You just you take a win, you move on from it, you keep going. When a team seems to be winning, there seems to be more of a vibe. It's not just what you're doing on the field. Like the the Giants Super Bowl in the '42 when they went against the undefeated Patriots, their motto was "We wanted it more." How do you feel that in this locker room? Like a type of attitude, the chip on their shoulder. They there's just something that they're clicking. It's clicking. There's a groove. Yeah, this is this. First of all, winning is contagious, and winning creates a climate where all good things happen. You feel better about it. You 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 practice with a pep in your step. It's not gloomy. You look. You go into the meeting room watching film with a different attitude, a different look, much more of a um, as a as a really um, uh, kind of like tunnel vision look. Is like how I, what are they doing? A good perspective of trying to figure. Out what is this team doing? You do that when you lose, it's the total opposite. You hate going to the deal. You drag your feet. Uh, you try to muster up the strength to go ahead and be happy during practice, but it doesn't taste well, doesn't feel good. Uh, a coach talking to you now, it seems as an irritation and not as an encouragement. All those things militate against you when you lose, but when you win, it's different. And that's where we find ourselves in. So now, camaraderie. The locker room, the 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 uh, the solidarity, the execution, the I like you, you like me, man, I like you, dog. Yeah, that's my guy. All that stuff is going there, and there's a happy vibe. And when it's a happy vibe, that's contagious, and that continues on when you're winning. And so that's what we find ourselves at right now, where we're winning, and winning creates a climate. As my coach was said, all good things happen.
Yeah, you can kind of fake a happiness, but you can always see right through. You always know. We've been pretty lucky as fans so far. We've had a pretty successful season. We're hoping that keeps going. Doesn't mean penalties don't happen and flags aren't thrown. Up next, we're going to be throwing some flags of our Flag own. Flag on the play. I like the six. On the powwow. Be right back. All right, we're back on the powwow. It's our favorite time and segment of the show. Flag on the play. You ready? Yes, I am. All right, first one up. Alabama's going against LSU this weekend. Saban said earlier before the game started that during the coin toss, he hoped that they elected to kick ass. I love it. No flag on the play. I love that right there. That's right. Get after him. It's funny. (laughs) Yes. I like that. All right, Put up. the coin, and let's kick butt. Up next, we have Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon dis- dislocated his finger a few times during the game, and he would pop it back into his own socket, like, several times. He was like, freak accident happens. That's right. No flag on the play on that one, because that's exactly what most ballers will do, because you don't want to go out the game. You don't want to be a baby. That's right. It's you a man sport. You pop it back in, and you get going. Makes I'll- me a little sick, but that's okay. All right, good. Up next, the Saints' Benjamin Watson announced that he is expecting twins after his touchdown, during his touchdown celebration. He made his wife happy, and he made his family happy by that. that that's not a flag on the play. That is, that's a really nice deal. It's not weird compared to the, no. the one we did a while ago when the parents decided the, the fandom of the baby, just no. whoever won the game. This uh, one, it's fun. It's nice. Yeah, that's different. And this one goes back a little while. Or no, I'm going to do the Seahawks next. We've been seeing a lot of touchdown celebrations. They're fun, but the Seahawks had a really in-depth touchdown celebration. Flag on the play for putting that much effort and time into how you're going to celebrate. Flag on the play, and didn't they lose the game? Yes, double flag on the play. Because you put all that time in to go ahead and, and do a dance, just win the game. That's it. Let your actions speak well for you. I, you know, I'm, I'm all for celebrations. But I don't want when you when you get you assist the entire team to go ahead and do some stuff. I think that's excessive and too much. They look cool, I guess. But flag it's- on the play, Justin. Flag, flag, flag. Right. Too much. And our last one. So the Raiders were skeptical of Jamarcus Russell's film studies. They just weren't. <laughs> they didn't think that he was putting as much effort into being a good quarterback as he should be. So former O lineman said that former O lineman David Deal said that coaches used to send him blank tapes. And he would come back, and he would be. He would say, "Oh yeah, I watch blitz, pa- blitz packages." Wow, that's not a flag on the play by the coaching staff. That's a flag on the play by Jamarcus Russell. That's insane. This is your job. Know your job, and that's why he's not in the league right now. To have that talent, that body, that size, be able to do what he can do—throw a ball seventy yards—and not study your craft. Oh my goodness! What do you think you you're playing against grown men? What are you, what are you are you playing against guys who take it seriously and you don't? Flag on the play. I I don't get how he thought he was gonna get away with that. Flag on the play for him. I don't get it. He didn't even open it to see like is it blitz packages? Guess he just didn't care. I I won't tell his say his name, but I, we had a, a flag on the play for him when I was playing in Seattle when we would get our playbooks. One of our guys would take his take his highlighters. Red, blue, white, and yellow. I mean, red, yellow, and blue. And he would just draw lines in the thing so that if the coaches happen to look in this thing, you would see it was highlighted. Flag oh on the play. Takes you back to, to middle school. Flag just on the play. Cheating. I like this one because it, it's kind of funny. It's funny, yeah. It kind of reminds fans how much you really need to put into this game other than just practice weights. It's, it's all mental, too. It is. But here, here's the other thing. He's not in the league. That's why he's not. Forewarning to you guys, study up. With that ability that he had, 
and he's not in the league. I got to play 16 years, but guess what I did? I studied every single day. That's part of the deal. If you don't want to study, to find a new profession. And you know you know it when you can teach someone someone else, and you've been teaching me a lot, and I, I hope to think I'm learning. So. You are definitely learning. Why want to play, Jamarcus Russell? All right, up next, we're going – we're going away. We're not We're not at home anymore. Our next four out of our five games are actually away. Pittsburgh's coming up. Thursday night football. There's some <clears> history <throat> with that. It's a national spotlight. They're the first in the AFC North with 5-2-1. Two, and one. They're 2-2 two, and two at home. They're on a four-week win streak. <clears throat> They've got some weapons of their yes, own. Yes, they do. What? Oh, my goodness. What are we going to expect from this game? Expect there's no Le'Veon Bell, but you don't need a Le'Veon Bell because you got a James Carner who is absolutely running lights out. He has nine touchdowns. I mean, he's running lights out. And nobody's talking about how many pass catches he has out the backfield. He has like 34 to 39. It's Juju Smith has 55. Antonio Brown has 53. He has 34 or 39, maybe one or two touchdowns. This dude's production has been outstanding. Big Ben, he's at 65, roughly almost 65% completion uh, percentage. His quarterback rating is right around 93, 94. Four-ish, uh, just under Cam Newton, 103. I'm just telling you, this these guys are good. He uh, he has uh, maybe 15, 16 touchdowns he's thrown. These dudes are really, really good offensively. They could put points on the board. But here's what I think is going to need to happen. The Carolina Panthers have to take care of that defense. That 3-4 defense, like we saw with the Baltimore Ravens, which was the number one defense that we faced, they're going to face another defense that's so much like them that morphs into different blitzes from different looks. The most important person on the field calling the, calling the protection will be Ryan Khalil. Ryan Khalil has a hard job, and he got it done against the Ravens. If he's able to get that same job done against these Pittsburgh Steelers, we'll win the game. We've played some good teams, but I think this game, like I said, national spotlight, the only game that night, I think if we win this game, we'll get a little more recognition than we have been in the past few weeks. We just kind of seem like the un- like just kind of going under yeah, the I radar. Yeah, lo- I love being under the radar because I you don't expect me to do anything. So when 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 I do, you're surprised, but I'm not. I'm not surprised, and I got something back here that that I'm working with that you have no idea. Don't forget this: we beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 42. 42- 28 was beating them 35 to 14 and when I listened to the comments of the guys they were disappointed in the third quarter how they let up on these guys what this is what they're saying there's more to come that's what they're saying and, and it gets me excited one stamp I'm like dude you didn't play your best you mean to tell me y'all could have hung 65 70 points on these cats and that's what they're intimating we could have hung 70 points on a pro team that beat Philadelphia, that beat the Saints. We could have done that. You better watch out. The Carolina Panthers are the real deal. They're for real. And if you don't know that, we'll just stay on the radar and let you just go ahead and think that everybody else is better. It's always good to hear that there's more guests. I'm, I'm getting all fired up. Well, I'm pumped, too. We got only a few more days, and then we're going to watch some more Panther football. That's at 820 this Thursday. It's going to be a little cold, but I think we got this one. I'm ready. I'm putting my hat. I'm getting my muffins. I'm getting my my gloves. I'm ready. I'm getting my overcoat. I'm ready to get going. Make sure you guys keep cheering for those Panthers, and then join us next Monday for the powwow. Sounds good.